Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 828. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiyismach at take10fortorah.org. In addition, if you would love to uh, share a review or uh, to share the podcast with somebody else, please do so. Greatly appreciated trying to figure out exactly how to spread Take 10 for Torah a little bit wider. Any advice, again, email me at rabbiyismach at take10fortorah.org. In this week's parsha, we have a very interesting set of psukim. The pasuk talks about Moshe tells God, he says, "I don't understand. The Jews are never going to listen to me, and how is Paro going to listen to me? And I am uh, short of speech. I have a difficult time expressing myself." So Hashem responds to Moshe and Aaron, and he says, and he commands them regarding the Jewish people and Paro, the king of Egypt, in order to lahotzi es Yisrael in the Eretz Mitzrayim. So he commands them regarding the Jewish people and regarding Paro with the instruction that they let the Jews go from Egypt. It's a very awkward pasuk because, again, it doesn't sound like the mission or the message is the same for both. The Bnei Yisrael are going to be told one thing, and Paro is going to be told a different thing by Moshe. So to conflate the two of them is a little bit strange. So how is this understood? This is, by the way, Parshas Vayera, Perak Vav, Psukim, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, and if you want to take a look inside, it might be easier and simpler to understand. Rashi says, really, there are two things going on here. The first thing is that Moshe is being told by Yitzavim, El Bnei Yisrael, the first command was in regard to the Jews. Listen, the Jews are frustrating. There is no question leading the Jews is a frustrating job. But have patience with them. And he commands Moshe that he's going to have to tolerate these people and he's going to have to get along with these people. Okay, the command to Paro, of course, was something different. The command was to Moshe and Aaron in regard to how they should be treating Paro. So this actually relates to what we discussed last week in regards to the idea of Kavod Malchus, to give Kavod to royalty to the king, whoever it is that the king is, even if it's a Paro. And so that is Vayetzavim B'Bani Yisrael. He instructed them, Moshe and Aaron, how to behave with the Jews, with patience and with tolerance. And also, God instructed them how to deal with Paro, to deal with him with respect for the office of the king, even if you don't like the guy. So that's Rashi's understanding. Rabbeinu Bachia says similarly, he says, He commands in regard to the Jews, to carry their burden and their weight. Don't get upset and don't curse them out, as much as you might want to. And then Rabbeinu Bachia says something interesting. What's the command in regard to the Jews? He quotes a medrash that says, His hiram al avodas gilulim. He actually commanded them, he tells Moshe and Aaron, talk to the Jewish people and talk to them about their idol worship. And we know from other sources that idol worship was a thing back then. They had lost the principles of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And these generations later had gotten themselves involved in idol worship. And therefore, he commanded them to stop and to avoid this because the exodus is coming. You're going to get out of here. you got to stop this. So it's interesting that Rabbeinu Bachia mentions this because, as a matter of fact, the Yerushalmi mentions another idea. What was this command? Now, I want you to just understand that whatever this command is, remember, it's appearing in Shemos Perak Vav. We know of 
the first mitzvah given to the Jewish people as Hachodesh Hazalachem Rosh Chodashem. That's in chapter 12 of Shemos. The first command that Moshe has given to the entire Jewish people is go count the new moon, count time, take responsibility for time, an idea we've discussed in the past, take that responsibility, that's your first mitzvah. And that's very well known as the first mitzvah. Rashi in the first Rashi in the Torah says, why does the Torah start from here with all the stories? It should start from HaChodesh HaZalachem, the first mitzvah. Rabbeinu Bachya is telling us that there's a medrash that's uh, instructive in that it's not the first mitzvah. The first mitzvah may have been don't worship idols, and it's told to the Jews by Moshe right now. But the Yerushalmi says something even more fascinating, I believe. The Yerushalmi says in Meseches Rosh Hashanah, Perakimel Halacha Hey, Amar Rab Shmuel Bar Rab Yitzchak Beidabar Hashem Moshe Bial Aaron LeYitzavim El Bnei Yisrael Al Matzivam. What did he command them in regard to? So he says Rab Shmuel Bar Yitzchak in the Yerushalmi Al Parsha Shiluah Chavodim in regard to the sugya, the topic of sending away servants, right? There's a law that we're supposed to, if we have to have a servant, and the person is paying off some sort of debt after six years, so you send them free. It's the law that's the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim. We're not going to read that for a few weeks, but we're somewhat familiar with that. And he says, why is that what he's commanding them? And how odd it is to be commanding them to be sending away slaves when they themselves are slaves. So the Gemara continues in the Yerushalmi, and it says, I'm the reason the Jews were punished, and that's not referring to the Egyptian punishment, the Egyptian servitude, but referring to the destruction of the first base Hamikdash. The reason is, the Yerushalmi says, because they were not careful in Shiluach Avadim, sending away their servants. What does this come from? So, if you look in Yirmiyahu Paraklam Pasuk Yud Gimel. It says, Hashem Yisrael, Anochi Karati Bris I created a covenant with your forefathers, Biyom when I took them out of Egypt, from the house of slavery, really more, saying as follows, After seven years, you have to take your servants and let them go. The Hebrew servant, the Eved Ivri, who might be sold to you. And you have to send him after that time. He's absolutely done. You have to let him go. And your forefathers did not listen to me. And they didn't turn their ears towards this. And so Yermiyahu is explaining that, hey, part of the problem that we have here in the impending destruction of the first temple is because a covenant was made way back when, when you left Egypt, and the covenant was that you're going to let your servants go when they're supposed to go, and you didn't keep the deal, and therefore now you're going back into Gullus, back into exile, because you only got out of exile because you went and agreed to this covenant. Now, you understand what this would mean is that the Jews, again, as slaves, still in Egypt, way before way before that commandment was given, are being told that, hey, you have an obligation someday, whenever you have slaves, to let them go free. And here we're seeing that in Hermio, that the reason they're punished is for not holding to this covenant. So now the Meshach Chachma actually says something very interesting. He says, as a matter of fact, the commandment in the Pasuk actually reads very simply. When it says, 
the command to the Jews and to Paro were the same. The way we're understanding so far, the command to the Jews relates to something in the future. There's a future command that one day, you know, you're going to have slaves, you should let them go. The Meshachachma understands that Paro and the Jews are being told the same thing. The Meshachachma says that there were three Shvatim, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. These three Shvatim somehow avoided slavery. They were an upper class. They were part of an upper crust. He gives explanations why that would have been, why it would be that Reuven, Shimon, and Levi were not subjugated quite in the same way. But he says that once there was a slave trade amongst the Jews of the other tribes, so the Meshachachma suggests that those Jewish slaves from those other tribes were also sold to the Jews of Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. And so Reuven, Shimon, and Levi also had Avadim Ivrim. They also had Jewish slaves. And so they're being told by Moshe, right through God, God says, Moshe, tell the Jews to get rid of their slaves and also Paro to get rid of his slaves as well, which are those same people from the enslaved part of the Jewish people. So there were two groups who had slaves, not only the Egyptians, but shockingly the Jews. And so that's the Meshachachma, and that's what he suggests is going on over here. That's the command. The command is for Jews in that era who had slaves, Jewish slaves, to let them go. You can only become free as a group if you let these Jewish slaves go. Jewish slaves go. A very interesting and different type of idea. But I think the more simple understanding is something that that I believe is, is a larger discussion. We've touched on it a couple times. But the goal of the slavery may have been to refine the Jewish people to make them sensitive to the needs of others. In which case, what would be the first command that they're given? The first command that they're given is, listen, you know what it feels like. You know what it's like to be a slave, to have to work for something and to never see the light at the end of that tunnel, to never think that this will ever, ever end. Never do that to anyone else. And so what we have is the first command that's given to the Jews might not be about the moon. The first command might be, let your slaves go. Oh, but they didn't have slaves. So according to the Meshachachma, maybe some Jews did have Jewish slaves. But according to this understanding, no, the first command is to let slaves go because ultimately what drives all of our interpersonal efforts is the empathy that was derived from Egypt. And so the first moment, the first instruction that we receive is know what you're feeling right now and never do it to anybody else again. That's why it's the first commandment and that's the lesson ultimately of the entire Tzies Mitzrayim. Never do unto others as was done to you. Have a great day.